Coming to you from the DTC. This is Ocean Drives with Jeffrey Herbert. It's sad, but I'd rather sleep in a car bed. Graham Briggs. What am I supposed to say? Stop making fun of my notes? And Alex Ball. Power wagon. <laughs> this just makes me laugh. And now your host, Jeffrey Herbert. Hey, gearheads. Welcome to another episode of OCN Drives. I'm Jeff Herbert, and I'm here with... Graham Briggs. And Alex Ball. Of course, Josh at the Knobs. That joke never gets old. Never gets old. Anyway, yeah, this it got, podcast... It got old six podcasts ago. It did. Well, <laughs> I believe in getting as much mileage out of a joke as I can. Yeah. yeah you want to use a joke so much where it gets old, and then it starts getting funny again because of how repetitive it is. I would rather you treat a joke like... A lotus and that it breaks down really quickly <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say drive it and drive it and drive it nope. until you can't get the enough complete opposite yes, you, dr- you drive it once and then it doesn't work ever again okay well guys i just want to make a quick sh- announcement we Woo-hoo. have a sponsor shocking i know yes. i know so we're super excited. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Colorado Ranch Market. Get ready for a food buying experience unlike any other. Their grand opening is December 14th in Colorado Springs at 3333 North Academy Boulevard. So head over there during the grand opening for a chance to win free produce for a year or <laughs> <laughs> an Oculus VR headset, which would be cool to yeah. win because we'll probably do some 360 video. Hint, yeah. hint, hint. Of us driving some extremely cool cars, and my motorcycle, and gonna, your motorcycle. Once I'm gonna, I'm gonna take our. We have a, we have access to a 3D camera, and they have asked me on my motorcycle rides to give it a shot, see how the whole goes. It'll yeah, go terrible. I was just yeah. gonna say, how are you gonna clamp that on that bad boy? I just get a helmet attachment, or oh, okay, just, okay, yeah, probably put it on my helmet, or I, you might want it stationary, so you could either clip it to. The back of my bike would is probably this, be the way to go. Is this a new 3D camera or is that that big globe? That no, they have, have a small one. Okay, they, they have, have like a, a portable one. one. Okay, yeah. Cool. So we'll probably do that. That's awesome. That should be good. Yeah. And then I get a, I get a GoPro this month, so I'm gonna start mm-hmm. OCN drives. I think I'll probably start uploading some motorcycle adventuring in Colorado. Yeah. Well, Exciting. all cool stuff. All cool stuff. Before we get started, Graham, should we get cracking? Yes. Let's do that. I've already cracked it a little bit, but you'll hear some still. That's okay. And what is that delicious beverage you have? See, we have a uh, we have a fresh squeeze IPA from Shoots Brewing, and uh, here's a little sip. Very nice. Mm. Ooh. All right, I just got sprayed yeah, big time. Yeah, that's awesome. What What are you drinking there? I'm drinking the Dry Dock Hazy IPA. Ooh, fantastic. Yeah, excellent beer. Okay, today's episode is going to be all about racing. So I hope um, you guys are ready to talk about checkered flag and everything in between. I'm really excited about In fact, I was so ready for this. I even wore my Martin Truex Jr. t-shirt. It's very very nice. I like it a lot. Thank you. I don't know if you guys can see that or not. But this is the throwback to the when he was with Furniture Row Racing, Ooh, uh, which was based, Row, yeah, based it was based out of Denver. Denver. Yep. So, which is where we are. So I, th- I always wanted to support those guys. Unfortunately, he is no longer with Furniture Row Racing. He's now with uh, Joe Gibbs, uh, but support him nonetheless. Anyway, Graham, uh, I know you want to talk about a, a 
kind of the brief history of racing. Yes, I would like to. I have a couple notes here, so if I'm so going to be reading is a in little, session. yeah, a little bit of this is going to be read. A little bit is a, this is you know knowledge, and I'll add a little. You don't have to like ad lib in over here. the entire history of racing. No, I, I keep it brief. Yeah, you I'm got going shit to, to talk about. Guess what? I've got the bullet points, as they like to say. <clears throat> All right, so uh, the first organized contest was on uh, April twenty eighth. 1887, uh, it was two kilometers long, which is 1.2 miles, which is really short. Because <laughs> now, especially when they're running, you know, races that have, you know, up to 600 miles or more at Le Mans, you do way more than that endurance racing. True. So. <clears throat> this is first automobile racing? First automobile racing. Okay, so this is I was like, internal. I feel, I feel like we've been racing longer than that. We have been. <laughs> but this is the first internal combustion auto racing. And that's... Yeah. And that's really where I wanted to start this, and not like racing with like horses or uh, wagons or any of that that type of stuff. So, um, the first uh, American automobile race uh, America. was uh, known to be generally held on Thanksgiving Day um, by the Chicago Times, uh, and it's called the Chicago Times Herald Race um, on November twenty eighth, eighteen ninety five. Um, and uh, it was the first significant press coverage for a race in the United States. And that's kind of awesome because there's definitely, you know, manufacturers definitely use racing not only as a sales tool, but, uh, well, pretty much as a sales tool, but just to show off. Right. It's a, it's Is a it a sales tool? It's a, yes. market, it's a marketing tool. Who, who Win they? on Sunday, sell on Monday. Ooh, who are they targeting yeah. with that? Like the four billionaires? Okay. No, <laughs> it's called enthusiast marketing. No, People like us see those cars winning. Yes. And to quote Ford vs. Ferrari, we won a little piece of that victory. I guess. Nice. I guess. Jeff is adamant about this. I think the only, this I, is where we strongly disagree, yeah. Alex, is that. I was going to say the only car. I think that's ever worked for me, marketing-wise, when it comes to racing, I guess would be the WRX, because I like that it's a rally. But, like, I can't think of, like, like Porsche racing cars isn't going to make me want to buy a Porsche. Like, that's just, like, I guess I'm just not the target demographic. But Well, I mean, it's part of it is just brand recognition and just getting your brand name out there. So it's not trying to say that every but 911 like, is going to sell Ferrari, a 911. Hold on, hold race on, hold isn't going to make me want to buy a, a Ferrari. It, it <laughs> keeps the name and it keeps the pedigree. It's the reason why Ferrari is what it is today exactly. because of their vehement support of motorsports. Yes, exactly. And also it breeds uh, an R&D that yes. is more than just them doing test on a track or anything like that i'm not gonna lie i kind of well seeing what mercedes has done mm -hmm. in formula one for the past five years or so has really kind of not necessarily changed my opinion of the brand but it's definitely made it a lot sexier mm. we're gonna sorry we're Just having saying. a little bit of anyway graham didn't mean to interrupt you there please no, continue no, I, I appreciate the uh, the jump in because this is a little bit bullet pointy so um, so the first ever uh, purpose-built motor racing venue was uh, in Brooklyn's in Surrey uh, in uh, June 1907 was when it was uh, first opened. And it was a 2.75-mile uh, uh, concrete track uh, with high-speed bank corners. You don't see the bank as much of the bank corners as, as it was back then, but there's still a little bit of banking even now in any new like NASCAR or any like oval belt track. There's there's some banking. With the exception of the road races. With the exception of road races, yeah. Um, and then, 
So American Wise um, constructed in <coughs> excuse me constructed in 1909 uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, in Speedway Indiana um, is first of all the largest capacity sports venue of any variety in the world. And it, it can, is filled. Yes, and it can fill the top capacity is 257,000. That's really big. That's a lot of people. Um, yep, a uh, quarter million. And uh, and it's been it's one of the I think it's actually the oldest uh, purpose built uh, constructed uh, track in the United States. So, cool. also has held lots of. Important races. Obviously, it always holds the Indianapolis 500 and the Brooklyn's 400. Um, but it also you mean the Brickyard. Brickyard. Excuse me. Thank you. All good. And then uh, for a period of time, it was where F1 did their American Grand Prix, uh, which is now in Austin. But I think it will probably come back to Indianapolis sometime in the future. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Then. Uh, Next big thing in racing, I would say, is the endurance racing in 24 Hours of Le Mans. That started in 1923. Um, <clears throat> uh, one of the big things about Le Mans, not only Ford versus Ferrari, but it was one of the first races that had a really bad um, car wreck that kind of changed how motorsports is nowadays. Um, and that was in the 1950. Um, a car went off and crashed into a crowd of spectators, killing more than 80 people. Um, so, from then on, it's kind of it's going to have been a thing where every every couple decades they do a bunch of different things where um, where they safety is more and more and more important. So, um, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, that was 83 people. Yeah, 83 died yeah. in that incident. Yeah, it was ridiculous. There's there is footage of it, and it's ridiculous to see how many people died. But also, going off of that, um, and something that I don't have in this history of uh, of the um, of motorsports is um, rally car racing uh, Group C, which is now disbanded. Um, had like something like you could have up to 500 horsepower or something like that, some ridiculous thing. Um, and the big thing was that they would allow spectators to like stay on the side of the track. And uh, you would see these are those videos where you see like a rally car come bowing down, and then you have these guys standing out in the middle of the track or the road, dirt road, taking pictures and they're like almost hitting these people. It was. Incre it's crazy to see these old footage of this. I'm like, I'm getting like people, goosebumps yeah, with you ridiculous. just talking about it. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so um, that's kind of like a theme of where motorsports went after like the 1960s and 70s. Is it became a lot more about like safety, and that's kind of been one of the main things that's pushed a lot of where motorsports has gone has gone. Um, and then we'll also talk about technology. But the big thing here also that I want to talk about is NASCAR. Um, NASCAR was founded um, by Bill France Sr. in 1948. First race was held at Daytona Beach. And, um, you know, it, it started a lot from a period of time where uh, they did, and lots of people probably have heard this, but they basically were bootleggers and kind of came from the bootleggers. Hell yes. And then just they wanted to do these stock cars that then they 
<laughs> that they had to modify because they would put all these they put all the moonshine in the back and they had to stiffen up the suspension but then they also said we want to drive faster than the police officers so they get smaller cars they make the engine they make the boot a lot bigger stiffen up the suspension um, and then also put bigger engines so that they could drive a lot faster exactly uh, and outrun law enforcement baby yeah exactly that, that was NASCAR. I like um, it. And then, yeah, so, I mean, the beginning part was it's all it was all stock, and then a lot of safety and performance stuff was allowed. And for the first 10, 15 years of, stock, of NASCAR, it was basically them slowly changing from these outward appearance of stock cars, and everything else internal was totally different. So that's where we're at with NASCAR today, basically, is that they're supposed to look very similar to stock cars on the outside, but... Um, Except for what? Toyota has yes, never made a V8 Camry. No. That's very true. Yet they race. The, not that I'm saying it's a bad thing, because I welcome all manufacturers into racing. Yeah. And in fact, that's part of my how I feel about Dislike. a brand, is do they engage in motorsports? Oh, okay. For me okay. personally, yeah, yeah. but that's because I'm an enthusiast. In, uh, at um, least in one, one area. There's a lot of, like... There's certain thing. There's certain manufacturers that have specializations in certain race right. type mentalities, but there's a yeah. I mean, there's it's and one thing that we're going to talk about next that I want to get into is like where it's at now. It's just very expensive for some of these for for some of these manufacturers to get into. True. And uh, some of them are saying, oh, we're not seeing the return. But some people, <sighs> yeah, depends. We can get into that. I want to. Uh, we'll kinda, keep moving on. Yeah, so the big thing other that kind of is highlighting where we were at and where we are at now is um, the development of electronic driver aids began in the 1980s in Formula One. And a lot of that is bringing in basically like the computer stuff, action suspension, all these other things. And uh, a lot of things they've done was uh, F1's been very like against that, against that. And recently they've, within the last three decades have been very open to a lot more technology coming in. And um, so a lot of this stuff, which uh, we were talking about with Alex, is a lot of this stuff has become more about the the research and the development of these new technologies. technologies. Yeah. Even, even not even just the technology, but like, you know, I'll, you'll see a lot of these manufacturers, like how engine blocks are made or what they're made of, these different type of alloys. And like them testing different type of alloys and then using those in vehicles to make them lighter and all this other stuff. So a lot of that stuff is a lot of the technology that's used in racing, especially in Formula One, um, Formula E, all these other types of racing slowly come down into the production vehicles. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the history of where car or where racing was at. Um, did you guys have anything yeah, to add to that? Excellent brief history of racing. I feel like we'll touch on NASCAR a little bit more. Yeah, NASCAR, NASCAR definitely. Um, NASCAR is a little bit. It's it's an interesting um, go around. It had a very good past, and then it's got like a good like middle. But it's interesting where it's at now, right? Compared to other motorsports. Well, and I have some suggestions for NASCAR. Ooh, and see, that would be yeah. what so our next. Let's go dive right into that because I wanted to talk about like. Where it was, where racing was at, and where it's currently going to in the future. So. Right, definitely. So as far as NASCAR goes, I, I know we're kind of talking about, uh, you know, you mentioned the history of uh, the moonshiners running their cars uh, across state lines with a whole bunch of moonshine in the back, and then 
the NASCAR was uh, officially founded in 1948 mm -hmm. um, with, you know, uh, relatively stock cars. And then we get into, like, what I like to call La Dolce Vita period of race, just racing in general. Sure. Whether it's Formula 1 oh, mm -hmm. or Le Mans. Le Mans. Or um, or even NASCAR, it's that it's that like um, that like mid fifties to like late sixties era, mm -hmm. and like uh, just sp even just like looking at NASCAR specifically, you have cars um, like the uh, the uh, the Roadrunner Daytona mm -hmm. with the funny nose on the front and yep. the, the big wing in the back, and that's gonna be racing against like a. <laughs> A Galaxy 500, which looks is aerodynamically a brick, right? In comparison, um, and then you have, uh, yeah, and then you have like, but to counter that, Ford's running uh, their their legendary uh, Camer engine, which is actually got outlawed in NASCAR, um, and is part of the I don't know because it had an overhead cam design, mm -hmm. which at the time was um, pretty trick stuff. To have a big, huge V8 with an overhead cam, um, allowing it to, to rev quite a bit higher and produce more horsepower uh, with the right cam settings than uh, some of their pushrod counterparts. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that back then they allowed a lot more uh, variation in the cars, which made for some pretty interesting racing mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. And I think the same is true, especially with Le Mans. Uh, for sure, because if you look at the uh, difference between a Ferrari P330 and uh, and uh, you know like the GT40, they're they're vastly different in their in their shapes, um, in in their engine design mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that, that I don't know, it's just kind of cool. I mean, I understand why they kind of make, try and make cars more the same. And yes, I guess it helps drivers uh, display their skill. So it like takes that that element out that. Um, you know, like, oh, so-and-so just has a better car yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, I, I always think... Like, but from a car guy perspective, I like to see that variation. And and that's that's the thing is, like, I think that's one thing that you're going to find in racing is that <clears throat> you're either going to have the people that are all for the differences and just want the manufacturer to be able to show what the difference is. But with that, you always have the problem or you have this issue with... Well, then it's just a pay for play. It's who right. can who has the most money to spend, and who has the best technical team, basically. Not, not to mention safety too. I know that was you, you yeah. touched on that a little bit, but um, whether it's That's, Le Mans or like NASCAR, part of my French there, Josh. Um, whether it's that or NASCAR, you know, you have these cars running uh, well over two hundred miles per hour, mm -hmm. and that was. That was even in the '60s. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, some of them they've definitely managed the the horsepower and the output that you can put in certain cars. Which I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how bit. I feel about that either. I, I mean, I do. I understand it. It's supposed to be about the driver himself and which can get the most out of a vehicle. But <laughs> all right, Alex. Over Alex there. doesn't seem like he's, he's very much not a very racist. He's just, I. I'm gonna be completely honest. Don't give a flying shit about racing. Oh <laughs> my. <laughs> That never once in my Why? life have I watched. You cars don't like race. motor. You don't like motorcycle racing. Either? I don't like any of it. It's it doesn't interest me. It doesn't captivate me. I don't. 
I understand that some of the technology trickles down into modern day cars, it but it hardly ever does. And when mm. it does, it takes decades. Like like Formula One had a flappy paddle gearbox like fifty years ago, and. It, it was like it, thirty years yeah, ago, and but, it, and but. it took that long to get it into a consumer car, and it didn't. And the first no, consumer car been, was like a Ferrari. They've been like, in, yes, <laughs> that's always how it's going to be because they're just so expensive. Like it moves, new. it moves way too slow to care about the technology, in my opinion. Like if they were like, hey, we invented this new thing, we tried it in the Formula One car this year, and next year we're putting it in. Oh, I'm not like, saying I would be all about that, but uh, it's like, hey, we put this in our formula one car and but, i don't know three decades from now you'll see it <laughs> but i'm not saying that it's direct one-to-one some of it is like just understanding that like carbon fiber is one of the big things that was brought through f1 and other racing types they brought in carbon fiber was first racing and then they brought it into consumer vehicles and now it's almost ubiquitous across all these different different car models yes obviously it's like, for the higher end i was gonna say car models that still again carbon fiber is awesome yeah. it has made it to the consumer right. market yes. you cannot get a carbon fiber car carbon fiber that matters in your car like for under a hundred thousand dollars no you can uh, you can get you can not get, you're not gonna get a car you can get that has panels. useful carbon fiber yeah, you can get a bmw with like the hood panel or the top like once the, once josh can buy his carbon fiber tacoma that's when i'll be like we did it oh carbon my fiber okay works. unbelievable oh my <laughs> alex we've alex, made it what is your dream car my dream car what? currently hold on i don't really know him i i mean for a while it's been the gt500 okay and Take away everything mm-hmm. that racing has contributed to that car, and what are you left with? A chassis. Just a regular Mustang? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, that seems quite a bit no, less I, like no, a So the only thing I do care, and that's a good point bringing up, and mm-hmm. the reason why I like the GT500, not the new one. I don't like the new one. I like the older ones. Um, I, I enjoy the history of racing, to an extent, like I like Shelby's, but that's more yeah. of like the general history mm-hmm. of Carroll Shelby. I don't really care that he raced. I've never watched him race, but it's like I appreciate the cars he's built. They certainly have some racing aspects to him. I mean, at the end of the day, a GT500 is just a Mustang with a big supercharger. Like, it's not like he's unbelievable. Where does he think superchargers came from? This is why he's not going to Vegas with us. That's yeah, true. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, well, we've already decided <laughs> I'm too tall to drive, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah. We've got to keep that on the download. Too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just... I just, just a little teaser. I don't mean to be, like, the downer of the group. No, yeah, But it's fine. like, this is just so far out of my wheel well to yeah. be, you know? Honey, well, that's well, okay. That it's we, like, and it's just been like something that we can hold your hand. Don't yeah. worry, we got you. I have no knowledge about. So, and I hold on, hold on, no, listeners. Okay, if you're out there, please leave your comments at ourcommunitynow.com or on our posts why Alex should get into racing or on the video or why we should get out video. of it. Graham had me watch stuff about one of our topics today, which is Formula E, which mm-hmm. is kind of a new racing circuit of yep. electric cars, and that actually kind of interested me a little. I'm still not going to watch it, but, <laughs> but at least when I watched yeah. other people talk about it, sure. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so, let's get back to it. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to go. No, no, no problems. I, I, you know, the end of this racing overview, I kind of want to talk about, since you, Alex did mention something that is, is interesting. Some people might not watch every weekend or, you know, religiously watch something, but they might have a favorite racing moment. In True. History. 
So, or famous, ra or one of their favorite racing races. Um, Alex, do you have one specifically? A, a specific moment in racing history? Moment. Well, moment. the problem is, again, I don't care. But Well, you mentioned uh, one. I, uh, mine is just more, again, historical. Yeah. Interest, yeah. so something like Ford versus Ferrari—that's right. the big movie right. right now. It's not even that I necessarily care that Ford beat Ferrari. It's more—it's just an interesting story. Sure. Like it's a—it's a really good story because Enzo Ferrari is a crazy person. Yeah, and no, and that's—and <laughs> I, and that's, I love him. For yeah, it. we love him for that's it. That's But I, it's like like the story would—it wouldn't even be interesting if Ford just was like, "Hey, we're gonna build a car and beat." And, and win, yeah. But it's like it's more interesting that they tried to buy Ferrari, and Ferrari was like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah. Oops. Well, well, they were the big thing was they were they really didn't want them to. They were going to take down all the racing and all that stuff. Yeah. Enzo was not happy about that because racing matters. It's one of those. Yes, matters. it matters. It's one of those alternate realities where I wish I could see the world of Ford buying Ferrari. Like if it actually happened, like oh, yeah. what would our that would be interesting. Be? Would Ford cars oh, be I'm better? better? Or would they or, be worse? Or would Ferrari be worse there's or the, better? Yeah, because Ferrari would be, worse. would be worse. Yeah. Well no Ferrari would probably definitely be worse. And I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> There I, goes our Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and goes. I wouldn't. I know it Throwing gets, it gets worse because I actually think if Ford did it, I think they'd actually have made Ford cars worse too. You think so? Yeah, I think going their own trail and making something like the GT and and how that. Um, I, I think, so that's, I think, that's what I think I'm trying that, to get. I think at that's here. more important. That's what to I'm trying Ford, to get at yeah. here is racing this little racing duel, this duel, and this racing environment has brought in made both of them better i think it made both of them better because they had this competitive drive not just to outsell but to outrace that these people the 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 others not to mention too i want to make something clear i know earlier in the podcast i said i thought it was cool that manufacturers use racing to show off their their engineering prowess yes. but yes. i also want to compliment the bravado behind it all like the you know with the mm. ford versus ferrari it's a very, 10 miles i think ken miles should have driven the piss out of it and not yeah. done the stupid you know, bring all three in at the same time kind of deal, which cost Agreed. him the win. And I, I don't know, I just want to make our listeners know that I'm on your side. Nice. I like it. All right. But my Jeff. favorite moment, it's the world against Alex. It is the world against Josh. Alex. Well, you and you and Josh can go do Tacoma things with your friends. Go go contact your buddy Martin. There, go, is, there is trucks. Go be lonely men out in there. There's the, racing You, sa you sound series. like you wouldn't be there too, Jeff. Okay, I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would love to be there. You, you would be there. The only person who might not be there would be Graham, and he'd still be there. I would just be watching from this side and find a reliable we'd, vehicle. We'd, just, yeah. just we'd bring him a fancy like cheese and wine plate, and he'd I'd be probably, there. I'd probably just rip out a couple like of the wires just to like be like, <laughs> look, the Toyota died. Ha <laughs> ha. And then somehow it comes back yeah, to life. Yeah, exactly. Magically. Uh, but speaking of famous racing moments, I really appreciate since I am wearing my NASCAR shirt today. I want to talk about, or I want to mention the Dale Earnhardt pass in the grass, baby. Mm. Which was, um, yeah, I don't. If you haven't seen it, go on to YouTube. We might even link to it. I don't know if we're allowed to do that, but uh, 1987 All Star Race. It was Bill Elliott versus uh, Dale Earnhardt, and somehow on the final stretch. Uh, Dale Earnhardt was able to go through the carry enough speed to go through part of the grass and pass. And uh, 
you know, so, just fortify the legend that sounds, he is. Sounds questionably legal in the racing sport. Was that just like one of those like, hey, we didn't think anyone would be dumb enough to try what? it, so it wasn't a rule? The, the, <laughs> this was 1987 uh, when uh, cigarettes could still sponsor race cars. So <laughs> yes. rules are off, no, baby. That, that Rules are a- off. And it was a, fan, a fantastic like, moment in motorsports. I may not know a lot about racing, but I do know in most racing sports that if you cut corners on a track or anything, you get time penalized. So it's just interesting to hear that he's like, he won the race. It's like, well, he cheated. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, if you go off the track and cut distance to get no, 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 you so, cheated. Okay, I might have misspoke. I believe it might have been with eight laps to go. I can't remember specifically. But he he didn't cut a corner. It was during one of the straightaways. So, in fact, it was... Oh, so instead of like, going on the it outside was like, on the track, he went on the inside onto the grass? It was yeah. yeah. So it was disadvantage. It was disadvantageous to Mr. Earnhardt to do mm-hmm. this, um, or he was bumped into it, but was able to carry enough speed to still make the pass. Well, that's impressive. It is. I don't. I don't know how it happened. So it still kind of sounds like cheating. But <laughs> okay, we're gonna watch it later on YouTube. All right, yeah, Me we'll watch you. it. But all right, Alex. No, I'm sorry, Ryan. It's oh, my, it's my it's your turn. turn. My apologies. Uh, mine is going to be the 1983 World Rally Championship. Uh, it's basically uh, Lancia, which is a... They're not really around. I think they make one vehicle now. They're an Italian racing, co- racing company uh, that uh, basically just was making cars to race. Um, they really weren't making cars outside of just racing. Um, but there's a great, uh, if you love Top Gear, there's a great little, is it on Top Gear or is it on Grand Tour? I think it's Grand Tour, it's actually. It's the same difference. Now, <laughs> I, want them, I want them to know. I think it's the Grand Tour. We'll put it in the, the little description when we put this on OCN Flash on the description of the YouTube video. Um, but there's a great uh, little piece that, uh, that they do that kind of talks about it. Um, basically, it's Lanzia taking on... Uh, <clears throat> Audi, who at that time started with their Quattro, which was a four-wheel drive system. Everything else was rear-wheel drive. And if you know anything about rallying, four-wheel drive now is like a mainstay. Um, So it was a big deal because the Quattro was taking a lot of events. And uh, Lancia basically did a couple little things that were really funny, um, too. Uh, They basically... uh, they made you had with the group B you had to make so many cars. I think it was two thousand cars. <clears throat> so they made a thousand cars, I think they got up to a thousand cars. And they had them in one lot and then basically they oh, yeah. the car manufacturer guy takes these guys out to lunch and basically it was like a three hour <laughs> Italian lunch, of course. You know, you gotta have your you know, anti pasta, you gotta have your cheese and wine between each meal and why not? And why only drink one bottle or two bottles? You got to drink at least three or four at lunch, <laughs> and then go drive somewhere or podcast. You do not support drinking and driving. No, we don't. But then they took them to. As this was happening, they had their whole team drive all these other vehicles to another lot, and then they took them to this other lot, and then there was a thousand there. So it's like, oh, check off the list. They also another did not. Another classic case of cheating. Yes, another classic case of cheating. Um, there's also so two other big things during this. But in uh, the most stylish way possible. It's not even cheating. It's just lazy. So there just was, build the cars. There was 12 rallies, and then one other, two other big things during these rallies. One was that the roll cage was basically cardboard and was uh, painted to look like it was a roll cage. 
Um, and then the other thing is that um, that during uh, one of the races um, that had some very slippery corners, they basically the night before they basically took all these ice. The team, the the, uh, the engineers and everything, took all these ice bags and just threw ice bags on the course. So it was actually as the day went on, and they were later on in the day. It actually, all the ice had melted. So the four-wheel drive of the Quadro actually didn't help any. So oh those are gosh. there's a lot more. There's some great <laughs> things. Also, they had a great driver, Walter. How do you pronounce his last name? Roll. I think that's how his name is pronounced. But anyways, he's got a great line in it, and he was like, he only raced, I think, seven out of the 12 races, because there's five races that he didn't want to do. And one of the races was in Finland, which is very bumpy, and uh, he's like, when I race, I don't like to, if, if, when I race, I don't like to do jumps. If I wanted to do jumps and get in the air, I would be an airplane pilot or something <laughs> like that. And I was, it's just, it's pure oh. German, and it's oh. the most, it's hilarious how he said that. Amazing. But we'll make sure to link that in. Okay. Those are all some good, good, good racing moments. I hate to pause you there, but if you do oh, love dear. Italian food or Ooh. German food, Ooh, for good, that matter, good. you can find some fantastic ingredients to make those recipes at Colorado Ranch Market, which is opening on December 14th in Colorado Springs at 3333 North Academy Boulevard. So head over there for the grand opening. Uh, you'll have a chance to win free produce for a year and an Oculus VR headset. Wow, that was a seamless transition. Thank you. Yeah, I, do. Really I appreciate it was, that. It was nice. Um, we're super thankful for those guys for uh, sponsoring us yes. and uh, helping keep things. I think, yeah. I think they're car guys. Are they? That's what I heard. Okay, that's... That's fantastic. We so, love car guys. Yeah. Like, probably we do. listening to this podcast. Okay. Exactly. But we do Jump need to cut it. ahead a little bit uh, because I know there are some things we want to touch on today, including Formula E versus Formula One. Yes. And then also we have to talk about the Mercedes AMG that we have right. as well. So, Graham, I, I know you're impassioned. Yes. You're a passionate yes. supporter of both Formula E and Formula One. Yes. What I, do you want to talk about? So, I think what I want to do is I want us, since Alex is kind of a outsider on this, I want us He's to... He's like a cancer on this episode. You can take... We should just cut him off. No, 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 no. I could just no. leave. No, I don't... We don't want you to leave. You guys could just make out we, no. by yourselves oh, for a little bit. <laughs> you can't watch, though, or you have to pay $100. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would I would pay money not to watch that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but what I'm trying to what I was trying to say is I, I think uh, Alex can be the judge on who makes a better compelling statement for their favorite. There we go. The so problem the is, is I already know which one I would rather. And it's kind of your fault, Graham, because you made me watch those videos. <laughs> I didn't mean to, yeah. guys. Never would I ever plant a seed like that. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that you only sent me Formula E videos oh, and yeah. not Formula One videos. Yeah, exactly. I noticed. Yeah. Um, okay, well, Graham. Lay it on us. Okay, I'll lay it on you. First of all, Formula One is the t- pinnacle of racing. I'm going to yes. say that. It's, it uh, definitely... Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Isn't Please the pinnacle Sorry of racing? That. I would say that it would be all around the pinnacle of racing. Now, there are other sports and other racing venues that actually have a little bit in certain areas better than others. Like endurance racing, I think obviously a car has to be really good and the drivers have to be really good for endurance racing. You have a nighttime driving, all of that stuff, obviously. Way different than in Formula One. Uh, but Formula One is definitely, A, 
you've got the most technology. You've and if you go head to head on anything like even LMP one cars versus Formula One cars, no contest. There's when you're talking zero to hundred. Yes, LMP might have that. Well, I'm not arguing that all the, the way that the cars aren't probably just the best. Although yes. I don't even know if I'd call them a car. Like yes, they have four wheels. Yes, they have an engine. But it's like, I mean, it's that. that it's one of the reasons I. I am not interested in in racing like Formula One because it's to me it's not a car. I mean it's a go kart at best to me because there nothing about it is street legal, and and that's what interests me. It's cars that can drive nothing on the street. Nothing about it is street legal. Nothing. There's the mirrors are street legal. <laughs> hey, they race on the streets true. in it's, Monaco. Oh yeah, and, yep, and yep, very famously racing. It's technically legal one racing a couple times a year. Yep. Is accredited not with only and Melbourne not, Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. And I was just going to say Melbourne's they don't do, they don't just do it on, in Monaco. They but do it's other no, it's just my biggest issue with Formula One is it is in a fair playing field, and so it's just not interesting. It, it's historically been the yes. company that spends the most money wins, which true. is like Ferrari has significantly more wins than most because yes. they spend four times the amount of money, but. This last six years, it's all been Mercedes. It has been dominating. But and it, I mean, and it, before but that, it, but and it, before that was Red Bull. But the issue is, who if, had a Honda engine or had a yeah. Renault engine in it? I, I just don't like that you can now look at Honda. a company's budget for racing and be like, yeah, they're probably going to win. It's just like that's not fun to me. It's, they, I they, like I like working, I like racing. On that. I would prefer racing where the car was identical for everyone. They're working on it because then it was just the driver. But I mean, it's a hundred million dollar car, and it takes it all. It's like almost fifty million dollars every race for them to run. It's ridiculous how much money it costs to do those things. That's but, why I secretly think IndyCar is better. Okay, but, but we'll get on, into hold that. On, hold on, but Formula E. I, I think Formula One has a great, and it also has great drivers. But they're very—it's yes. very particular. It's very small now. I think it has a lot of things coming up that need, they need to do. I think there needs to be a little bit more openness to changing, you know, the like the body type and being allowed to do different things on the arrows. And I also think inside the engines, they should be allowed to do a little bit more different things. Um, but. On that note, I mean, the last time, I mean, Ferrari, I think Ferrari was the company that did the CVT right in Formula One, and they got that banned, I believe. Uh, Yes, I believe. And and that came came down again to a financial thing was Ferrari was the only company who could afford the CVT engine. (laughs) So for like the year they had it, they they crushed everyone. Yeah. Okay. So, like, but to combat that, though, it's Ferrari, Mercedes is way more profitable. Than for, they generate way more revenue than yeah, Ferrari I, but does. But again, every it's year. it's all about just how much money you're willing to put in, and it's exactly. like and does that's that why mean I love that Ferrari because they care about motorsports? Yeah, yes. I mean that's cool, and that's good for Ferrari that they're willing to spend that much money to win. But it's pay to win isn't interesting to me because okay. that means that's fair. If, if Bill Gates got that's into fair. Formula One next year, he'd probably win because he has more money than all of them. So mm, it's like, what if, if Bill Gates? No, it still takes if, one. If Bill Gates put a Formula One team on, it is like I'm gonna spend two billion dollars on this. <laughs> it's like how he would win in like under five years. I would, would love that. I would. It would be funny. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, how big are your pockets, boys? Yeah. Not big at all. My, um, mine is very small. I mean, that's just my my general issue, not with just racing, but I think just sporting in general. Is any kind of sport that gets affected by money is not that interesting to me. It's why I don't like professional sports that much anymore. And it's and yeah, yeah, it's just like it's if 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 your thing is about how much money you can spend, then it's not. Isn't that how it always is? It's not. No, let's bring. If you have a completely fair playing field. 
and you know everyone but, has to be the okay. same. Then they all have to then get it, the same then it's vehicle. About skill. It's so boring. Then there's, there's no, no innovation. There's no innovation. There's nothing. Yeah. Then it's about the driver. Oh, it's only about the driver. Then I don't the, want it to only be about the, the driver. The innovation stuff. That's why they have manufacturer. The innovation stuff is and racers is, is when championships is when you do allow a little wiggle room, which I don't mind. Um, but when you let cars be completely different, like oh, you can do whatever engine you want. That's what F one is now. Fit in this. That's what F one like, is now. There's there's cap. You can only spend so much money. Yeah. And in fact, you can only spend so much money. And in fact, you get docked extra if you spend more than that or if you don't spend enough money too they just they don't you? they they you get a tax basically if you don't oh. spend enough money too so yeah. yeah so f1 teams if you need to spend extra money because your engineers are so awesome please donate to us uh, that's typically not normally <laughs> the issue that's it's a weird that's a weird, set, weird way to set it, it up because it's like who yeah. cares if they don't spend enough money well that's just, no no that just means they lose it's to but, keep up with competition and yeah. other things but so, that should be their self-choice i do i do like the having the high cap yeah it's weird to me that they're just like you get in trouble for it my opinion is if your car has more money in it over the cap you just don't get to race (laughs) like you've now cheated well i mean that's just like a weird thing get better business people on your team i guess alex i don't know officially if there's like so many times where you get docked if you like spent this much over i there's got to be there's the rule book is this thick now Mm -hmm. I liked it better when it was this thick, but they also had a lot of issues and they had a lot of deaths when that happened. Right. So, um, yeah, and obviously. Uh, so but Formula I, think, e- I think Formula One has actually been very varied. I mean, yes, Ferrari over the long period of time also, has had the most, but you're talking McLaren, you're talking all these other, you're talking yeah. Lotus, you're talking a lot of different. My, my other issue when it comes it's down people to like the, you is, that have yeah. started this thing where it's they're the, like, oh, the money. It's the, the because, part of the innovation. <laughs> I love the innovation. My issue with them not, like, again, me not thinking that F1s are really cars. Yeah. Is that because they don't have to make it street legal, which is if I was to choose to like racing, I would pick classes where it has to be a street You're talking car. like GT yeah, I mean, or again, like, like sports yeah, cars. where it's because then if you have to follow the rules to make it street legal, that's where I think innovation really shines. Innovation doesn't shine when you can do what you want. What? Yes. Innovation shines when you have rules no. and you have to exceed those so that, that, that's where I think you are. Uh, you don't like going to the moon. I see it. You don't want to go to the Mars. <laughs> you don't, you don't like Elon Musk. No going to Mars. I get it. That's not innovation. That's e- Elon Musk trying to go to Mars. The moon is within line. That's 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 or it is him going to the Mars is the innovation. I, I'm saying it wrong. Is the innovation I like because he has to play by the rules. He can't. Elon Musk can't just build a rocket and send it to Mars. He has to get it checked with the government. It has to be safety approved. It's all these things that make it better. It's all, it's all these rules. It's, again, it's the, it's if, I mean, Elon Musk would have already sent a rocket to Mars. If oh, guaranteed. Peop- yes. Yeah. If, guaranteed. if the government was like, well, let's slow down there. Well, what I, what hey, I, tra- we what, told no. you there are rules to this podcast. No F bombs, yeah, yeah. but you break that all the time. Oh, it's true. Oh, innovation. Anyways, innovation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me get in. Let me get into formula E. Cause we got to get going. Quick yes. here. I'm, we're going to not do this, this, this one. I'm going to delete that off. Um, yeah. Um, so formula E, E, uh, big thing about Formula E, it's do you, about. Do you know when it was started? Six years ago. Okay. Um, they started. It was so new technology that they had to, in the middle of the race, you had to get out of one vehicle and jump into another vehicle. That ended mm-hmm. about three years ago, um, which is good. 
but also like a little less entertaining because <laughs> in the middle of a race they had to jump out they had to go to the pits jump out and get into a new car it was yeah i saw that in the one of the videos that you sent me i was yeah. like that's the dumbest thing I've yeah ever it's seen. so <laughs> it was so stupid when so i first stupid. saw it but like now that it's not there it's kind of like yes i see why they did it and i like it better i like but the I still, stress that the batteries create i yeah. think that that might be it's, the thing that interests me the most in formula e is that because you have i mean i'm sure you still have to manage your fuel yeah. and other racing sports mm -hmm. but i bet it's way less stressful oh, than the battery because well, okay, there's so, no refueling it's the battery you start at the race has mm -hmm. to last you to the end or you've lost so in f1 the two big things that you care about not anymore is it fuel because you have a lot of electrical stuff in there and they they have plenty of room on fuel but it's the regulations on fuel and weight yeah i'm sure they're like and then the you other, have to have x amount in your tank to so and then the other thing lighter. is tires for for f1 yeah for for formula e is about uh, uh battery management you'll see it at the end of races they used to have like three percent or something like that mm -hmm. now they're down to one percent or less at the end of the race so they're using all of their power possible to get the most out of the cars yeah. now formula e is more your style because it's so regulated as the yeah car the cars are the bodies are identical bodies are identical they can like adjust the suspension but like really strictly it's very limited yeah. in they it's can not do. A, yeah it's more of just driver preference at that point than like the, advantage the big thing are the batteries and then the trans Transmissions that are the the well the go. batteries are the same too. It's the motors and the, the motors the, yes. that that they can bring, which is interesting. The batteries are they can be a little bit different, can but they? They, and they should be they're, because there's no innovation unless you allow wiggle room. Yes, there is a little bit of wiggle room. It's it's less it's less of where it was in the original because the original was a lot of this is just how it is, and now they've kind of moved a little bit away. And um, but everyone technically does around the same same exact thing they're they're not identical cars but they're pretty darn close the thing that makes uh formula e exciting to me is both a engine the battery management but also i would say the i think they let them do their own software that would be interesting what do you mean software okay, especially so, for like a battery battery management so you know on f1 they have those big yeah, uh, those steering wheels, wheels. All, all those different yeah. knobs and and buttons hmm. We love the knobs, um, but uh, especially little knobs like on an F one. But the big right, thing that, about those is like it's a weird sentence to say. <laughs> hey, you said you were sexually attracted to Ram boxes once. Yeah, we have it recorded. So are you. Shut up. <laughs> oh God. Okay, um, but one of the big things that you can do is, and one of the things that they are watching now is you can do. Uh, it's called engine mapping. And what you can do is you can manage, you can have different settings that manages the torque output and all this other so, stuff. I mean, it's and, exactly like what cars have. It's different modes. Oh, of, yeah, but it's like 10 but, different but modes. Crazier. But, but also they can change up the mode. So just because in, in one race, mode one is the one that works the best, mm -hmm. they can change mode one to something different and maybe mode one isn't the best. It's very technical how they do it. But one of the things is that um, they want to limit the number of like, uh, traction control and other things and right now one of the big key things that they're hitting hard on in Formula E is this engine mapping that gives you basic basically traction control so if you get if you wait so you're saying the cars don't have traction control but nope. with software with software they can in they can, creating traction they can control? create traction control that's yes. weird yes it's very <laughs> weird um, but all of those those uh, <clears throat> steering wheels F1 steering wheels are, I think are like 
I would say they're probably like twenty million dollars. Just the just the, the, the not develop. just the steering wheel. Just the steering wheel is like fifty grand. No, the steering wheel is really expensive. It's it's up there. It's well, fifty be like grand 10. is also really expensive yeah, that's for a steering wheel. <laughs> we'll have to. I'll have to also look at just that. another thing I don't like about Formula One. It's, oh it's like my! Our, it's like oh, the steering wheels are twenty million dollars. Like, did you? There are people starving in Africa. <laughs> we should. We need to do a podcast on that's just a, like hating on the power wagon. It's yeah, true. This exactly. is what this, he's like just listen. I'm just like knife. I just think I bring in a perspective of I don't know racing. And here are You're the right. reasons Sorry. that I don't watch racing, and it's like, why do I care about a two hundred million dollar go kart? Sorry, like, tell me why. That I was looking at, and I was looking at the engine yeah. price. Yes, the engine price is like twenty million. <sighs> the the uh, steering wheel is like a hundred thousand oh, dollars now. Hundred thousand. Yeah, they've so, gone up. Yeah, I since mean, my day. Well, the the guns, the guns that they they do to just change the steer, uh, the wheels to mm-hmm. do the center lock. Those things are like thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> They're ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, that's Formula E is just great because it also has attack mode, which they yeah, can, you got to explain the wackiness yeah, of Formula E. Yeah, Ugh. it's really wacky. Uh, so it's only road courses. It's all over the world. Really weird spot, which I think is interesting. It's about, super I like, awesome. I like the road courses. I like that. I like too. the racing yeah. that yeah. it's more unique than. Right. I mean, NASCAR is just like, I mean, that's kind of the joke of racing is NASCAR. You just are driving in a circle, right. which certainly takes skill. It's I'm not taking away from, but it's less interesting than the kind of, especially Formula E. Oh, my God. that Those tracks are so thin. And those, oh, yeah. Those cars are not thin. Oh, and there. <laughs> it's a little bit of a round. What is it? A square pig in a round yeah, hole? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if you have time, just watch up. Just type in Formula E crashes into YouTube, and there are some really great ones. And. And that was actually one of my part of my ideas before we run out of time, which mm. I, th- I think we, we let's go a little longer. Yeah, on this we one. can go a little longer. Josh has walked we, away. We started, yeah. but one of my suggestions us. for NASCAR would be: How badass would it be if they did like a street course with NASCARs? I think that would be freaking fantastic. It would I be think interesting. Put a bumper on I, NASCAR. I would assume those cars are very much tuned to drive in a circle no but so they don't always there's watkins Glen, mm-hmm. there's yeah. sonoma and then the roval which i thought was fantastic mm-hmm. because not only could you that. see the entire track but it also wasn't um just a complete circle mm-hmm. and then you like mix that in with some of the high speed like talladegas and stuff like that and you've got a pretty badass uh racing series yeah. in my but opinion i yeah. like i like but, i like what formula is doing with their race courses i think the thinness of it is an interesting choice because it just feels like they're forcing crashing oh which they, I, they like which crashes. i get i don't know it's the same thing of like people who like hockey fighting it's to me it, it shouldn't be part of the sport because it isn't part of the sport the big thing about formula e is that the vehicles are not as expensive yeah so they can those teams can live they they can deal with it and the 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 thing that I really like is they limit their vehicles to, I think it's 250. It might be 275 now uh, kilometers per hour, which is like 180. It's like one, something. I think they said it was like 175. Yeah, yeah. Slow. Which is fast. Slow. Slow compared to but NASCAR it's, and F1. It's just but. something that I also just don't, I don't know how they'll, they'll, they'll be using I'd be interested to see interviews yeah. on drivers, like maybe because they're never going to say when they're actually doing it, but it's like I can't imagine the drivers are super stoked about being in a sport where it's clearly being designed for them to crash at 170 miles an hour. I don't think because I don't think they would find that terribly funny. 
to no, have happen to I them. I don't think that's exactly <laughs> what's happening. It but sounds better than podcasting me, with you. To me, oh. having, to me, to me having a track specifically designed to be really thin yeah. and having this attack mode, which is a speed boost, and to have right. the next thing, which I think we all hate, which is the fan boost. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, terrible. So having cars... But I like, I like, I like having it. Cars it's different. Have different, but I don't. Massively different speed advantages and, and then also warping the track in a way where it's like all right only one car can make it around this corner at a time kind of thinness that to me is like boy we hope a couple people crash this race which i i don't like from just like a i hope no one dies perspective all right yeah what do you want to talk about nascar before we go on to our favorite racing event and then we can talk about our bracket and then our vehicles I think I've given NASCAR it's enough exposure yeah. this time around. It I, won't I, be the last time. So I, I like Is it NASCAR. still? They used to say it was the fastest growing. Is that still the case or is it slowed down? <clears throat> Definitely <clears throat> still the case. Yeah. Uh, fastest, like, what no, do you mean by fastest I growing? Like, I think, I don't know, dude. I don't, number of new people guy. watching? Yeah, just no. like, yeah, it formally used to be e, huge. Formally E is more like is the fastest growing. But NASCAR probably of the top ones is still growing at a better pace. Yeah. But it's not as, I mean, it's still huge. I mean, obviously you heard my opening, the Indianapolis motor speedway now can hold 257, hundred thousand people. Yeah. And that's maybe a quarter of a that's million almost people. as many listeners as maybe, we have. Maybe one that's of the issues of one of the reasons I, I'm too. not a huge fan of racing is that I've just never been to a race. And I, I, yes. I would assume Let's change that. I Done. would assume the experience of even NASCAR. Cause again, if you look at it on TV, it's like, why am I watching NASCAR? Like they, it, they're just driving in a circle. Okay. So next but year, in person, that's gotta be different. And it's like an experience kind of thing. I've got something 2020. We're doing three races then. Yes. We're going to do the New York formerly E race. I don't know when that is. I know that there's a Formula One. Either we can do either Austin or we can do the one in, can- in Canada, the Canadian Grand Prix, which is a fun one to go to because it's in June. They like beer up in Canada. It's good. <laughs> um, like he, does a, he does a drink beer. Yeah. Too. And dang it. <laughs> that could well, also be, with you. It could also be why I don't like racing is because well, I'm that, not drunk could, when well, I watch it. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that you have to be drunk while you're watching it. It just helps a little bit with the downtime. Um, but no, they got poutine up there. You like poutine? I don't. You don't like poutine? Oh, Unbelievable. Anyways, this guy is unsalvageable. We got we to we talk about the AMG. Something that matters. Hold ma- on. Something hold, that on. Matters. hold on. Hold on. You're going okay, way Graham, too far ahead here. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, best racing event. Uh, just You can just say one thing. We'll just say it real just quick. Say it real All quick. right. Alex. Well, mine was the Baja 1000, Boom. but that's just because I like the Raptor. So, And that's kind of how the Raptor was birthed. Yeah. Baja's it's sweet. unbelievable. I just like off-road. Off-road racing is yeah. more my shtick. Um, and more racing that... Is more about time and less about actually like the Baja. You are racing people, but it's such a huge course. You like the time racing. Like, yeah, it's less about physically racing. Sure, the Baja. Still racing it's like times. go as fast as you can. Don't die. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're still racing times, but I understand yeah. what you're saying. Time yeah. trial type stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. I yeah. like Baja. Go ahead. Of course, Jeff? I picked. Um, the 24-hour Le Mans, Le Mans, just because it's the most incredible race I, back got, then. And to, to, uh, to this day, I still feel like it is. It has some of the best racing history over a period of time. It's yes, there's incredible. some. That, there's other races that have a little bit of like time that is better, like back and forth fighting and like all these other things where there's, it's more compelling. But overall, like Le Mans is just one of those races that you have to well, you have to look at or like at least look like 
know who's in it and who won during the year. But I'm saying these last couple of years have been a little bit, I don't know, a little bit less entertaining. But Right. Well, I still think it's the, the ultimate test of man and machine. I mostly don't like it right now because Porsche left. Oh well, yeah, LMP, that, but I know that 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 hurts. That's a side thing. They they have the most manufacturer or car manufacturer wins at Le Mans, but still they just were like, oh, we don't want to do it for right now. All right, Grand Prix. Cheers. Uh, mine would be uh, the Monaco Grand Prix. I oh. think it is just like the Scott Notch. It's yes, there's not there's a lot of racing history in it, and now it's been a little bit boring because the cars are so wide and. A couple other things that basically, if you have pole position, you're basically gonna win the race. But it's still just like everything around it. It would be my first one if I had endless amount of money. That would be the first one that I would go to. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, my top one. So, so when we go on a trip, you and I, we can go to Monaco and enjoy the race, and we're gonna leave him Very out good. in the middle of the desert with Josh. Very good. Where they can do their their overlanding. <laughs> Josh stuff. probably wants to go to Monaco. Too. We we can savor some uh, champagne bottles off of. I would go hands. to Monaco. I just don't want to see the race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna put you in the luggage compartment. Monaco Monaco is one of the most expensive cities to live in. Besides in world, Denver, in the world, <laughs> um, Denver's not even but, close. But I know they have know. no taxes, so a lot of F1 drivers actually have places in Monaco because they don't have to pay the taxes. All right. Well, yeah. I'll just good, I'll good just, you know, I'll just call of, Lewis yeah. and see if we can stay at his place. There's Graham Briggs oh, yeah. with his Lewis. avoiding tax. One of you hates IRS, NASA. One of you avoids taxes. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this AMG briefly mm-hmm. because it it's a perfect segue from Formula One. Yeah, that's because a good one. Mercedes AMG yes. obviously has been um, dominating Formula One, mm-hmm. and now we're getting a little taste of that ourselves with the uh, 2020 Mercedes AMG GLC 63, mm-hmm. which we had on loan. And boy, it was good. That yeah. four-liter hand-assembled V8 is, I, I, I dream of it. When I close my eyes at night, I can hear that burble. And that crackle and that pop and uh, it's a it, for a four liter. It's a very it's a deep. Uh, it sounds like deep a sound. beast yeah, for such a small it, displacement it, you engine. You think it would be a, like a five point three liter one that they have, right? Because that's the other one that they have a V eight is a five point three. I think, I think it is. so. Yeah, I'm not, not 100% well, not sure. not in the GLC. Not in, no, no, just period AMG models. But they have a five point three liter V8, and a six liter V twelve. And, well, yes, I knew that. I was just saying in their V8 model lineup, I think they have two. They have a 4.0 liter, and then they have a 5.3 liter, I think. But, uh, yeah, no, I I think the car was great. I, I think we all have said, like, it's just not our model type. Um, I love that it's an SUV, that it's got more room, but it's one of those where it's like, I'd either like it a little bit smaller, so it's more of, like, sporty, right. sportier. Or yeah. I'd like it bigger so I could carry I think, like a whole uh, family. And here's and an interesting thing, which I just thought of that is uh, we we at least especially Jeff and I we both really like the Trackhawk, and I, this is a direct competitor. Or True. Yeah, if, it's if a anything, little bit smaller. I think so, than a Trackhawk, uh, right? I think uh, it might be a tad bit smaller than a Grand Cherokee. Yeah, the new Grand Cherokees are pretty big. Yeah. But, well, and the GLC was four thousand five hundred fifty-four pounds. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's a it's a big car, but it's. And it, I think it would be a great daily driver. Yes. I, think, I think that was maybe one of at least my complaint. And I think a, a, a couple of our complaints was that it was as fun as it was, as great as the engine was, it felt kind of tame. 
Like it was like I don't a little f- bit. I like I'm not gonna die in this car. I feel really safe even at high speeds. Yeah, but that's because we weren't a going too crazy with it. And also, we had we did not take yeah, we, off the traction control. We kept control. the traction on. Yes, we Yeah, did. but there's a different... I mean, there's plenty of cars, though, that provide a really fun and, and kind of sketchy experience with full, <laughs> full traction on, right? I mean, there's plenty of cars. Yeah. And this just, car was just, just like, I'm going to keep you alive no matter what. Just bald those tires, and you're yeah. fine to get Yeah, off. which sounds perfect for you, Mr. Oh, I don't like racing where people are in danger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but like for- racing when they put them in danger. Racing is always dangerous. I don't like it when it's designed to be dangerous. It's That's not the designed difference. to be All right, dangerous. The haterade needs to be stopping. Yeah. Exactly. But I do want to touch on the AMG because for yep. me personally, I got to drive it for a little while. And um, you guys are exactly right. For me, it was weird because I would start driving it and it's so good. And I would get lost in the driving experience that I would think that I'm driving one of the cars. Mm. And then there'd be a little hint of oh, wait, this is an SUV, and you mm. can feel it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, hmm, this should be a little more aggressive. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm driving a 4,500-pound SUV. Yeah. And right. then I come back to, wow, this thing is incredible mm-hmm. for what it is. It's And I would not hesitate to buy it. It's totally oh, worth yeah. the 83000 You think it's worth it? Oh, yeah. I don't think I would spend oh, the eighty on it. I, I think my my pocketbook would be closer to like sixty five seventy, which is kind of like nickel and diamond it. At that point, yeah. But it, to me, it didn't. The interior, which was really nice, we we all constantly were like, "Wow, these seats are really nice." Yeah, they were. Um, Plus, it had your favorite infotainment center you've ever used. Oh, it was no second. Oh. It was good. What's still, better than I, that? I think the Dodge is the Dodges oh. are still better. It's wow. not as pretty, but the and Dodge the so the center console. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have the Dodge, but that. The gauge cluster in the AMG yeah. was my favorite. Okay, it was. Spe- okay. I thought that was spectacular. There, um, and I thought I wouldn't. I thought I was always going to be part of the crowd that would rather just have analog. So you just like a temp, uh, a tablet, basically. Yeah, in the it was. It was pretty. It wasn't hard to read. Um, I I liked that they gave you options. I I wish they would give you more or yeah. they just would kind of like make an app that lets you make your own it, would be really is, cool. They ha- they definitely have gone, uh, if it can bring an analogy, they definitely have gone the way of Apple versus more of Apple versus like an Android model where it's not like the customer abil- ability is there, but it's more like you want this light function, you can have these different options. Or yeah. if you want this mode, you can have these different options. I'm, There's I'm, certain areas yeah. where you can go in and customize a lot more, mm-hmm. but they have gone a little bit more of the way of Apple where it's a very like, these are the set modes that you can choose from. You can have the ability to choose from these different set modes, but you can't make your own set modes. Yeah. And yeah. that's smart because, honestly, older people are buying these. It's an SUV. Agreed. It's an expensive the, car. Yeah. It's they, a Mercedes. They, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think they, it's yeah. pretty darn close to perfect for what it is for an suv like there's definitely ways it could be better which in might in some cases might make it worse like it is so heavy it would have been nice if it's funny it's like 470 horsepower it would be more fun if it had more horsepower just to move that weight around a little more but it's like (laughs) would that make it better it it might not it might ruin the car well you you can look at the coupe and the coupe has the bigger engine in it. Yeah. And we'll see, too, because I just got word that we're getting an Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quadrifoglio. Which so has 500 horsepower? 505 horsepower so from so a 2.9 liter V6. 30 to 40 more turbo. horsepower. It's a smaller car, too, right? It's not as big as this one. It's a little smaller. 
Or is it no? It's the same size. I don't okay. know. The weight is the same. So I'd be interested to see we'll what, what like mm-hmm. thirty to forty horsepower if that makes a difference in funness. Mm. Um, Before we jump into the next card that Jeff that you're going to be reviewing, <laughs> which we should just talk about. It's well, I think it's awesome. not yeah. that bad. But I want to yeah. talk about what we're going to be talking about uh, during our <clears throat> excuse me our next podcast. Uh, we are putting together a. Oh, bracket yes. of the best vehicle of 2019-2020. Um, so next uh, podcast, we're going to be taking about half the podcast and going through some vehicles. Um, but we'll be putting those uh, putting this out. Um, if you have ever watched like a Doug DeMiro, we're basically kind of taking ripping off him a little bit. Uh, but we're basically taking uh, each of these cars and kind of giving them a score, and then we're putting them up against each other, and then at the end. We'll have the top of our car bracket. We'll have the top of our truck bracket. We'll have the top of our uh, hypercar, supercar, and then the top of our. Did I say SUV? I don't think I did. No, but SUV. It's there. Yeah, so, it's there. Um, so get ready for that. And it's then, like March Madness meets our own personal right. Yeah, Doug exactly. Hero scores right. And we're gonna duke it out eventually, right, and we're exactly. gonna take a bunch of fun stats of like, ah, whatever. Just stay yeah, tuned. Yeah, just stay It'll tuned. We'll have. It's going to be top quality entertainment. All right, let's quickly talk about what you're currently driving. Yeah, so I, I traded the 2020 GLC AMG 63 for a 2019 Fiat 500X. Nice. Yeah, and actually, it's not that bad of a car. Alex fits in it, surprisingly. I do. I also pretty comfortably. I also fit in the, the AMG quite well as well. Yeah. That's true. Which is. That's always like it's, uh, it's the height test. Yeah. I'm huge, yeah. so it's it is worth noting. I think any 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 seat that you can do the up and down motor on, no. I think you can not really. No, there's no. tons of cars I don't fit in that have tremendous seats. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, no, like no. the the ability to go up and down. Like that, that is the big thing. I yeah. need that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I've been in the Fiat. Um, and you're, Jeffy, right? It's not bad. And we're, I kind of been joking the whole time, like, oh, this is yeah. a travesty that we've been given this because it's not the prettiest car. Um, and it's, it's not. not are you kidding it's me? Not, I've gotten a few compliments on its looks, actually. Yeah, from other men. Okay. This is coming from a guy who who tolerates the Tesla truck, mm. mind you. Tolerates. Yeah, exactly. I do tolerate it. I don't oh, like it, God. but I tolerate it. There's so but many. I, I think what's wrong with that, I think, Alex? No, I think what's the, wrong with getting compliments I from think, men? I think the Fiat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the Fiat is a good example of it's just love who it's you car, love, Alex, and it's fine. And there's there's no shame in buying it. It's just never going to be exciting. It's true, and, and, and especially after an AMG. The thing <laughs> well, is, the well, thing yeah, that yeah, I, any, I've been thinking about car. it though, as I've been driving it around though, yeah. um, I've been considering a lot of things about you know it's uh, it's it's a crossover compact crossover with mm-hmm. all-wheel drive a little turbocharged engine uh, what is the engine i think it's like a four-cylinder yeah it's a small like it's uh, probably little... just the fiat 500 <laughs> engine but in a car twice yeah, the size. it's turbocharged but it's turbocharged yeah. and so it, it uh it has pretty good uh has pretty good performance how'd it go this morning but... with all the black eyes that would be my question oh fine fine, well, fine. Commu- his, he has a three second I commute know he does, it might I be still... faster for jeff to walk than oh, than deal with the traffic uh, depending on the car that i'm driving yeah but no, it actually, so I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, this car is inferior in its build quality to things like a Honda CRV, a Toyota RAV4, a Mazda CX-5. But design-wise, 
it's interesting, it's different, it's fun, it creates a sense of occasion, and it's traditionally Italian in that way. So if you like the design of the car and the function works for you, I would have no hesitation buying it. Sheparardi? In you, fact, in fact, would that, you have any hesitation buying it when you found out that it was $35,000? No, Alex, Ouch. because I think that design matters and I'm willing to pay for you're, good design. You're a bold-faced liar cuz in the car you said I would not pay $35,000. That's for not true. <laughs> I'm going to have to You're welcome this. to lie to okay, the listeners. Okay, there's going to be a few dealer incentives out Anyways, there. I'd pay I'd pay 33 get, for it. Yeah. Gentlemen, we're getting the wrap it up symbol. Josh so. is telling us to cut it out. Hey. Hey. Wrap it up. Who's running this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You know, Graham, my dad already gave me that advice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Like Graham said, let's wrap it up. I just want to say thanks to Josh for letting us do this whole thing. It's quite a bit of fun. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles for letting us get behind the wheel of some of their awesome machines. Now Mercedes AMG for also letting us get behind the wheel. Alfa Romeo. And yeah, well, that's part of the Fiat Chrysler know, brand portfolio. And ourcommunitynow.com, where you can read more on our thoughts on cars, culture, food, and more. Most importantly, Ooh. if y'all are hungry, go down to Colorado Ranch Market. Opening. Please. Oh, the grand opening, and then thereafter in Colorado Springs, uh, 3333 North Academy Boulevard. And uh, don't forget to enter to win that Oculus VR headset so that you can go on a 360 test drive with us. I'm your host, Jeff Herbert. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks for listening to another episode of OCM Drafts. This has been OCM Drives, brought to you by our community now. Please visit us at ourcommunitynow.com and check out them socials.